Parshas Bahar is a topical Parsha this year, the Parsha of Shemitah. I'm sure you all know the well-known Chazal, which is quoted as an honor to those who keep Shemitah. It's a Midrash at the beginning of Yippur. And the Midrash is quoting the Pasuk. It says, Hallelujah Hashem, Baruch Hashem, called Tzavav. Baruch Hashem, called Malachi. Gibayre Kayach, Oyseid Varay, Nishmer Bechol Dvar. Baruch Hashem, called Malachi. All the Malachi should praise Hashem. Gibayre Kayach, they're those who are powerful. Oyseid Varay, they fulfill his words. Nishmaya Bechol Dvar. In order to listen to his words. What's this referring to? Who are these Gibayre Kayach who are being addressed? The simple chat is talking about the Malachim. The Malachim whose job is to run, to fulfill Hashem's requests, to carry out Hashem's decrees. And we call them the Gibayre Kayach who are The ones who are there to fulfill, to carry out their mission, to bring to fruition what HaKadosh Baruch intends. But the Midrash uses this Pasuk in reference to two other groups as well. The first one is the Lange Torah. People who accepted the Torah. And the Midrash says, first, the Klal Yisrael at Har Sinai. And when Hashem offered us the Torah, and our response was, Naiseh Venishma, so we deserve this title of the Gibayre Kayach, who oyster Dvare, who fulfill Hashem's words, we said, Naiseh, in order to listen to Hashem's words, we said Nishma. And the other category of people that Chazal Taras is possibly speaking about is those who keep Shemitah. They also called Gibayre Kayach. They also called strong. And I want to ask you two questions on this Chazal. The first one is we understand that. Those who keep Shemitah, it's a hard mitzvah to keep, it's over a long period of time, a whole year. We understand why people like that are considered Oyseidvara, those who fulfill what Hashem says. But then, how do we explain about the same Shemitah, the continuation of the Pasuk? In what way are they Nishmaya Bukhaldvara? In what way do we see them as those who are listening to what Hashem is going to say? as we see by comparison by those who say nice definition. That's the first question. And the other question that I want to ask, and this is in regard to the first simple shot in the Pasuk. If we're talking about the Malachim, the Malachim who we said are Gibor Koyach. In what way do we see a Malach is a Gibor Koyach? What makes a Malach strong? The fact that they always say Dvare, the fact that they will follow Hashem's decrees, we can understand. But how do you define strength by a Malach? What's the concept of a Malach being a Gibor? So really, let's look at this idea first. What's the definition of a Gibor? Someone who's strong. And let's look to the Tvila, where we, we refer to Hashem as a Gibor. And we say in Shul Esrei, Atzo Gibor Hashem. 
Hashem, you are the ultimate in Gibor. And then we go to clarify what we began. And we give examples of Hashem's Gibor. So where do we see examples of the fact that Hashem is a Gibor? So we elaborate. We say Hashem is Mahalkil Chaim Bechesed. Hashem sustains life with his kindness. He supports those who fall in. He heals those who are sick. He frees those who have been incarcerated. These are the examples of Akhavish Baruch's Gvura. And the question is, why is it a simile? Why is it an example of Akhavish Baruch being a Gibor? If anything, it seems to us more like an example of Hashem's chesed. That even people who are sick, Hashem is prepared to heal them. People who are in jail, Hashem is prepared to free them. Why is that an example necessarily of Gvura? So let's understand what it means to be a Gibran. Imagine I would say about you. That I see you so strong. Because I noticed that when you were walking, there was an ant on the ground in front of you, and you crushed that ant. Imagine I said, I saw you standing in the garden where there was a cat, and you chased away the cat. Wow, you're a giver. We all understand that's not a compliment of being a giver. That a person is stronger than an ant doesn't show anything of that strength. That a person can overcome a cat doesn't show that he's strong. It just means he's stronger than an ant. He's stronger than a cat. That's not an example of gvur for a person. An example of gvur for a person is something which in the terms of a person is a maizakvur. And therefore, if you're going to ask the question, how do we refer to Hashem as a gibbon? What examples are we going to give of Hashem being strong? What are we going to say? That he destroyed Paroi? That he overcomes the Goyim. That he can do miracles in the world. That's not an example of Gibor and Hashem's standards. There's no difference to saying about a person that he can crash an ant. For Hashem to say he can crash the Goyim. That's not a sign of Hashem's Gvura. That's insignificant for him. And so if that's the case, comes back to the question. So how are we going to give an example of the principle that Hashem is a Gibor? Where do we see a, 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 something which we can describe and show HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Gvur? On the standard of Hashem's Gvur. And the answer is that we can only show how much of a Gibor Hashem is by what He can overcome. The greater the entity that Hashem can overcome, the more we can see that Hashem is the Gibor. And therefore... What are we going to give as the example of Hashem's Gvur? It's the biggest idea of it. The answer is, we see Hashem's Gvur in the fact that He can overcome Himself. Hashem runs the world with Din. And the Din is just, and the Din is fair, and the Din is emes, and it's absolute. And what Din is deserved is 100% deserved. And that's what's meant to be. And yet, even though there's the principle of din, and it's the principle Hashem uses in running the world, Hashem's willing to overcome that medicine. 
And that's the example examples we give of Gvur. Those are the examples. They're choilim. They, don't, they weren't sick by chance. It was decided that they deserved to be sick and the justice was 100% accurate. And nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch was prepared to overcome the Midas Hadin and Rafei Choilim. They're noiflim. They're people who it was decided that the initial matter they deserve to fall from their level. Deserve to fall from the place that they once held. And that's Emes. And it's deserved. And nevertheless, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is prepared to overcome that. And be so mechleifim. And so be matir asurim. And be mechayim mesim. And that's an example of a gvur. It's a gvur on the standard of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mi komoicha. Who else is like you, Hashem? Who's a Baal Gvurus? Because look what you can overcome. Even the best in Shalmada. Even the Din of Shamayim. That's a level of Gvurah which is worthy of praising Hashem with. And in reality, this is said we learn from a Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Eizahu Gibor. Who is the person who is a Gibor? Who is strong? And the answer, Hakovish is Yitzray. A person is strong if he can overcome himself. To overcome somebody else isn't a sign of Gvura. It could be he's a weak person. It could be he has, you have a much greater advantage than he does. The sign of Gvura is you can overcome yourself. That's the measure of Gvura. That a person's strong enough to overcome. Hakovish is Yitzray. That's a sign of being a giver. Let's look at the Chazal. Chazal on the surface seem to be saying something which is just a, like a, a drush from a pasuk, but really if you understand this principle, you understand the oymek, the depth of what Chazal is saying. There's a pasuk we say, Mi kumaycha ba'elim Hashem. Hashem, who is like you? Ba'elim, and those who are powerful. El is an expression of power. Who is like you among the powerful ones, Hashem? The Gemara says that we know that historically there were two periods in the world. There was a period when there was Nebuah, when there was prophecy, when HaKadosh Baruch was willing to do open miracles, and then there's a period when there's no prophecy. And Hashem's conduct is hidden, and He's no longer going to intervene and do open miracles. And the Gemara says that originally the Pasuk would read, Mi Kamaycha, who is like you? Ba'ili Mashan, among those who are powerful. But ever since the Vah was taken away, ever since Hashem no longer acts open in the world, and no longer does clear miracles, so the Pasuk should read, Mi Kamaycha, Ba'ilmi Mashan. Who is like you? Ba'ilmim. An ilim is a person who can't speak. And ever since there's no longer Nevoah, Hashem can't speak to this world. Who is like you among those who can't speak? What kind of praise is that? What kind of praise are we saying to Hashem? Who is like you about those who remain silent? And the answer is, how do we see Hashem's Gvur? So yes, Klai Yisrael praised Hashem at Yamsuf. 
when they saw how he destroyed the Egyptian army and how he reduced Pari and uh, the entire country of Egypt. And they said, Who is like among the mighty ones of Hashem? But that's not real growth. Rakadish Baruch is more powerful than the Egyptian army, isn't a real praise to Hashem. In comparison to him, they're ants. But the Gemara is saying that there's a different praise. And that is when there's a world which is acting contrary to the way Hashem wants it to act. And that there's an ongoing Kiddle Hashem. And what happens here? And yet, Akadish Baruch Hu doesn't send nothing and thunder to destroy the sinless. And Hashem doesn't send that words of Tefacha because they're not in And Akadish Baruch Hu sees everything which is being done wrong and yet he remains silent. And he continues running the world the same way as before. But in that silence, there's tremendous strength. Who is like you among those who can remain silent? The ability to conquer oneself is real good. It's real good. And once again, this is the Gemara. The Gemara talks about the Maila of a person who's Shoimea Kherposle Vishaisek. He hears others denigrating him, others embarrassing him. And he could respond. And he could return the insult. And yet he remains silent. Shoimea Kherposle Vishaisek. And on that the Gemara says that he has the level of the Oyavov, those who love Hashem, Ketzeis Hashemish Big Vurosay. Like the sun comes out, rises Big Vurosay in its Kavura, with its strength. The ability to remain silent is Gvur. The ability to be Kovish oneself is the litmus test of a Gibor. Why is it compared to the sun? Because the sun was the first entity which was made to confront this Nisayah. Chazal tell us right at the very beginning of creation. Hashem creates the sun and the moon. And originally they were equals in the term of the light that they provided. And the moon comes to Hashem. And the moon says it's not right that two kings should share the same crown. It can't be that I and the Son are going to be equal. And obviously, the implication of what the moon was saying was, Hashem, minimize the Son. And if that's the case, the Son was, so to speak, the other litigant. So what was the Son's response? Look in Chazal. In the Midrash and the Gemara, which bring the story, and you will see something interesting. You will see... That the sun did not respond. The sun remained silent. Yes, maybe the sun could have spoken out to defend itself. Why it deserved to be the greater that. But it didn't. It remained silent. And because of that, Hashem minimized the moon. And the sun comes out in its full strength. And on that the Gemara says, that those who can be Shemeach, possibly the Shosheh, a person can hear himself being put down and remain silent. Like the sun, he'll have the same reward. 
he will also merit the full strength like the sun does. So the principle we've learned. What's a gibor? What is it? Who is someone who's strong? Somebody who's strong is somebody who's able to conquer themselves. When we're referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's a sign of strength. When we're referring to a person, that's a sign of strength as well. And with this understanding, now let's go back to the Medrash. What makes the Shem Resh Mithas strong? And the Yisoyed is, the principle is, this is what Chazal say in the Midrash, there was something extremely difficult about keeping Shemitah. You know, to give stocker, or even to give Meisah, is not so hard. A person could pack it up and give it to the owner of his choice, and it's been Mekayim and Mitzvah. But Shemitah was different. Shemitah means that a person has cultivated his field for six years. He's carefully tended the trees. He's fertilized them and pruned them and weeded them and looked after them. He's carefully tended his fields. He's plowed them and planted them and watered them. Six years work. And come Shemitah. And Allah of Shemitah is the fields have to open the gates. Let everybody come in and take what they want. Let the children come and trample your plants. Let people come and pull branches off because they're trying to get the fruit. Watch how the, all your six years of hard labor is getting ruined in front of your eyes. And notwithstanding that, you're willing to stand by quietly because it's Schmitter and the field is happy. That needs glory. Not just that a person is giving away his crops, but that a person can see what's being done to his fields, and he can remain silent. And if that's the case, in the context of the Shemri Shmitzah, the way to read the Pasuk is Baruch Hashem Malachim. People who lack Malachim. Because they give Koyach. On the one hand, they oyster dvara. For six years, like the Pasuk says, for six years you planted and you worked and you developed your fields. But at the same time, comes the seventh year and they can hold back. With all that effort and with all that, so to speak, hashkar, the expense which goes into working the fields, Nashmita comes and says, now you take a step back. And you're not going to interfere with anybody who's coming into your field, who's ruining your field. That's a give up. And if that's the case, let's now go back and answer the other question. What makes a malach a giba? He's able to do more than a person? That's not a sign of work. What makes a malach a giba? So we see an unbelievable idea. We see that in many, many midrashim, that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to create the world, and the Malachim weigh in with their opinion, if Hashem should create man, and invariably the Malachim hold Hashem should not create a person. And the question is why? Why are the Malachim so opposed to the idea of Hashem creating a person? And the principle. A Malach's entire entity is to bring Fatshimayim. 
A Malach's life, a Malach's mission is to fulfill the Torah Hashem. A Malach lives to bring Hashem's word to fruition. And the Malach, who is all aflame with that direct, with that motivation to be Mekayim Ritzan Hashem. And now he sees people. People who openly flaunt Ritzan Hashem. People who are not at all interested in listening to what Hashem wants. People whose very existence in this world is the fulfillment of the opposite of Kvot Shemayim. How would a Malach react? People like this don't deserve to exist. Destroy their mission. Their existence is a so opposition to Kvot Shemayim in the world. And yes, as much as a Malach is motivated on the one side to do what Hashem wants, so that's how much a Malach doesn't understand the point why Hashem needs people in the world. And that's why when the Malach were consulted, invariably, we don't want people. They oppose our very essence. And yet, the Malachim understood that Hashem did want people in the world. So how does the Malach relate to that? On the one hand, they're an entity, a flame of Kvot Shemayim. The whole existence is to run to fulfill everything Hashem wants. But at the same time, we have to countenance the fact that Hashem wants people in the world. People who are not going to be like that. If that's what Hashem wants, then the Malach is willing to accept it. Baruch Hashem Malachah. Because on the one hand, they oisei dvaroi. Their whole being, the whole entity, the whole life and the whole cube is to be oisei dvaroi. To fulfill what Hashem wants. But at the same time, they can hold back. They can listen to what Hashem says. And if what Baruch says is He doesn't want, He wants people, as much as that's instinctively against the Malach, but nevertheless the Malach will respect He's a gibber. He can control himself. And with this understanding, we come to a new, another depth of explanation of what Yisrael said in Esed Naisiv Nishma. The Midrash says that this Pazak is referring to Jewish people too. Esed Naisiv Nishma. And that makes them also like these gibber Why? Because to say Naisiv, Hashem says, do you want the Torah? Are you going to follow the Torah? Are you going to fulfill the Torah? says, 100%. Nicer, we motivate it. Nicer, we're going to do. Nicer, we're going to achieve. Nicer, everything you want, Hashem, that's what's important to us. Good. But at the same time, there's a limit how much a person is meant to do. And there's an area where Hashem does not want him to do. Just like by Hashem said, both barriers around the mountain, I don't want Hashem to come too close. Just like the Mishkan was off limits to the non Kayan. Just like the Kayan Shakadashi was off limits to everybody. Can you synthesize these two things? On the one hand, you're completely motivated to do more and to try to come closer and to achieve what can be achieved. But at the same time, you realize when Hashem says, This is what I want, and I can control that motivation, that drive, stand back. If Hashem says, I respect what Hashem says. I'm not going to do more than that. That's nice, Hashem. We'll do. Not just by rot. 
we'll do it not just dry activities. We'll do with the full intention, the full enthusiasm, and we'll sacrifice everything to do what Hashem wants. And with all of that, we're not going to repeat the mistake of Nazar Vavir. And feel we're so motivated, we're going to go into Kaddish Hashem. That's wrong. We'll do, but finish. At the same time, when Hashem says, I don't want you to do, then I can rein myself in. And when Kaddish could put those two things together, the ultimate in the nicer. As much as we are able to, we're going to be committed to do it. But at the same time, we can, we can rein ourselves in to listen to Hashem. We're not going to do what He doesn't want us to do. We can obey orders. And then Hashem says, Yisrael, you're You also have that myth of being a gibor, being able to overcome yourself. And then you too are like Malachim. Malachim also called gibor. Whether it's the Shomrish Mitzvah. But yes, fulfilling Hashem's decree, rotten by cultivating Eretz Yisrael. And at the same time, can stand back and watch six years' work go to get ruins. But that's what Hashem wants, we stand back. We are Gibbon. The Malachim, whose whole existence, the entire being is to proclaim Ratzan Hashem. But at the same time, Hashem wants people to exist. With the antithesis of Rasul Hashem, Benishma. And we listen, we accept. And the last point is the same thing as the plans to Christ for the Kapitara. That on the one hand, we're, comp- we're enthusiastic, motivated to do what Hashem wants, but Benishma. We listen to the parameters Hashem sets in us. Then we say to be Gibarim. Gibarim, on the level of a Gibar, who, who conquered the ultimate. The real giver is the person who overcomes himself.